0: Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Saturday, January 6th. We mourn the loss of four-time World Cup champion Zagallo at 92, and celebrate as the U.S. gets revenge on Sweden, winning the World Juniors. Plus, Swiatek and Herkacz lead Poland to the United Cup final, and the Pacers put up 150 points again, this time with 50 assists. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. The world of football mourns the loss of a legend. Mario Zagallo, a figure synonymous with Brazilian soccer, who reached the World Cup final a record five times and won four, has passed away at the age of 92. Helena, can you give us a sense of the impact Zagallo had on the sport? Absolutely, Steven. Zagaio was a titan of the sport. He was the first
1: person to win the World Cup, both as a player and a manager. His career spanned decades, playing a role in nearly every major chapter in Brazilian football history, from its first World Cup title in 1958 to the tournament it hosted in 2014. He was also known for his fondness of the number 13, which
0: he considered his lucky number. He was a forward, when Brazil won the World Cup in 1958 and 1962 and later transitioned to coaching. Can you tell us more about his coaching career, Helena? Zagallo began his coaching career with
1: Rio de Janeiro club Botafogo in 1966. He was named national team coach in 1970, just before the World Cup in Mexico, where he led a squad that included Pele, Yairzinho, Gerson, Roberto Rivalino, and Tostão. Brazil won that final, becoming the first three-time champion. He also coached Brazil in 1974 and was assistant coach when Brazil won the 1994 World Cup in the United States. He was back at the helm for the World Cup in France in
0: 1998, which ended in a loss to the hosts. Zagallo was also one of the few coaches who had successful coaching stints with all four traditional Rio clubs, Flamengo, Fluminense, Botafogo, and Vasco da Gama. He started his career as a striker with Rio's America and later also played for Flamengo and Botafogo. Helena, how will he be remembered? Zagayo will be remembered as a dedicated father,
1: a loving grandfather, a victorious professional, and a great human being. His social media channels called him a gigantic hero and a patriot that leaves us a legacy of great achievements. His impact on the sport, particularly in Brazil, is immeasurable. He was a figure of patriotism, grit, and glory, and his
0: loss will be deeply felt. Indeed, a tremendous loss for the world of football. Now, let's shift our attention to the world of junior hockey, where the United States has claimed a sweet victory. They beat host Sweden 6-2 to capture gold at the IIHF World Junior Hockey Championship. Isaac Howard scored twice in the second period, and several other players contributed to the win. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to provide some insights. Helena, what can you tell us about this victory?
1: Well, Steven, this was a much-anticipated match. The U.S. team was seeking revenge after a 6-4 loss to Sweden at the under-18 Worlds in 2022, despite having a significant shot advantage. This time, they turned the tables. Boston College's Gabe Perot, a 2023 first-round pick of the New York Rangers, had a goal and two assists. B.C.'s Ryan Leonard and Zev Buham each scored a goal, and Captain Rutger McGrorty scored an empty netter.
0: So this win marks the sixth time the Americans have secured the under-20 tournament, with the last win in 2021. How significant is this for the team?
1: It's a huge achievement, Stephen. Coach David Carl praised the team's focus and performance. It's also a testament to the depth of talent in the U.S. junior hockey system. For instance, Will Smith, the number 4 pick of the San Jose Sharks, added two assists, and Detroit Red Wings draft pick Trey Augustine picked up the victory
0: and goal for the U.S. And what about Sweden? They've now finished second 12 times in the tournament. How does this impact them? It's certainly a tough pill to swallow
1: for the Swedes, especially considering they lost to the U.S. in last year's bronze medal game. However, they've consistently shown they're a force to be reckoned with in the tournament. In other news, Czechia made a remarkable comeback from a five-to-two deficit to shock Finland eight-to-five and claim bronze.
0: Certainly, a lot of exciting action in the world of junior hockey. Now, in tennis news, Poland has advanced to the United Cup mixed teams final with a strong performance from the number one-ranked Iga Swiatek and ATP number nine-ranked Hubert Hurkacz. Helena, can you break down their performance for us? Absolutely, Stephen.
1: Swiatek had a bit of a shaky start, losing her opening set to France's Caroline Garcia, but she managed to turn things around, winning 4-6, 6-1, 6-1. She admitted to making bad decisions initially, but was able to regain her composure and focus. On the other hand, Herkacz had a more straightforward victory over Adrian Mannerino with a 6-3, 7-5 win. His first serve was particularly impressive, winning 31 of 36 points.
0: And this isn't Poland's first strong performance in the tournament, is it?
1: No, it isn't. Top-seeded Poland only lost one match in the group stage of the tournament in Perth before beating China 3-0 to reach the final four for the second straight year. It's been a solid run for them. Who will they be facing in the final? That's yet to be decided, Stephen. Australia is set to play Germany in the other semifinal. Azla Tomljanovic will lead off for the hosts against Angelique Kerber, followed by Alex de Minor taking on Germany's Alexander Zverev. The mixed doubles will feature the Australian team of Storm Hunter and Matt Ebden against Laura Siegmund and Maximilian
0: Martyr of Germany. The winner of this tie will face Poland in the final. It sounds like we have some exciting matches ahead in the world of tennis. Now shifting our focus to the NBA – the Indiana Pacers are making headlines with a franchise record 50 assists in their recent game against the Atlanta Hawks. The Pacers routed the Hawks 150 to 116, marking their sixth straight victory. Tyrese Halliburton, the NBA assists leader, contributed 18 of those assists.
1: Helena, what's your take on this? Steven, this is an impressive feat for the Pacers. Halliburton, who averages 12.8 assists per game, also had 10 points and 8 rebounds in just over 25 minutes. Miles Turner led Indiana with 27 points. The Pacers coach Rick Carlisle praised the team's unselfishness, which is evident in the record-breaking assist number. However, he also reminded that celebration times are short in this league, and they need to rest up
0: for their next game against Boston. The Pacers have been on a roll this season, reaching 150 points against the Hawks for the second time, This is their third game overall with 150 points, which is one fewer than the rest of the NBA combined, and one shy of tying the 1971-72 Los Angeles Lakers and 1978-79 San Antonio Spurs for the most in a season. How significant is this, Helena? It's quite significant, Stephen.
1: The Pacers are currently the NBA's highest scoring team. Their ability to consistently score high points is a testament to their offensive prowess. Carlisle mentioned that they brought an element of physicality to the game, which helped their defense. Halliburton's contribution is particularly noteworthy. His 11th straight game with 10-plus assists extends the longest streak in franchise history
0: and the longest by any player since Russell Westbrook in 2019. Halliburton seems to have a great partnership with Turner. Can you shed some light on this? Absolutely, Stephen. Halliburton himself has said that he feels
1: they have one of the best pick-and-roll duos in the league, something they can keep growing on. Turner, who made 10 of 14 shots in the recent game, echoed the sentiment, saying that there's a different energy around this group, and they've
0: created an environment that makes it easy to have a night like this. On the other hand, the Hawks had a tough night. Hawks coach Quinn Snyder admitted that they didn't play well and allowed the Pacers too many easy baskets. Helena, what can the Hawks do to bounce back from this?
1: Snyder pointed out that they need to run back and have the urgency needed against teams like the Pacers in transition. Their star player, Trey Young, had a particularly rough night, missing his first seven shots and finishing with just 13 points on four of 18 shooting. They'll need to regroup analyze their shortcomings, and come back stronger
0: in their next game. Indeed, it's all about learning from the losses and coming back stronger. All right, that wraps up our stories for today on Current Radio, and we look forward to bringing you more updates tomorrow.